Todd for breakfast. Tastes of the Midwest. All right, yeah, very much a big welcome to uh, Tastes of the Midwest. It is a podcast where we get to know the producers, well, just a wide range of people uh, to do with food creation in the Midwest, all the way down to the producers themselves. And just to give us a bit more insight about this, this podcast has been built with the help of uh, Gilly. Welcome. Hello, Todd. Thanks very much for having us here today. So perhaps a little introduction for myself. Yeah, so uh, we first met because you are a part of the Midwest Food Alliance, uh, which people can check out on Facebook and, uh, yeah, get into a bit more about that group itself. Terrific. Well, look, the Midwest Food Industries Alliance was established formally in July of 2021. Mm. So we've been in operation now for just over 12 months and I have the honour of being their first official um, executive officer. So that's really exciting just on a part-time basis. And we're supported by a fabulous committee led by our chair, Fiona Mann, and Mm. she's a producer in herself of cold-pressed canola oil from Block 275. So we are what's known as an industry cluster, Mm. and that means that we don't only represent um, producers, but we're actually a big job of the alliance is to connect people. So that's connecting producers with producers, but also producers with the hospitality industry, with the consumers, and really helping. I suppose, to grow the brand of all things Midwest WA food and beverage. So that's, I I suppose, a critical um, part Mm. of it. And as part of that alliance, um, also to be a champion for our members. So loosely at the moment, as we're so new, we uh, we say that all our producers of food and beverage in the Midwest region Mm. are our members. And so, um, but we're formalising that as we go Mm. along. So things like the Taste of the Midwest podcast series is going to be a great way to really showcase the brand, but also the producers and the stories behind the brand. Yeah, very much so. So, yeah, that is going to be the focus. Um, probably, hopefully, at least once a month, we'll be catching up with a producer and, and getting their story and, and talking about their product and, well, just getting really uh, – getting to know the Midwest better through the people of the Midwest, really. So, And, and I guess if people want to find out more about the uh, Midwest uh, Food Industry Alliance or want to join, I suppose they should just go straight to that Facebook page. Yes, yep. to a couple of key uh, ways. We also – so I suppose the first thing is jump on a Facebook mm. and search up Midwest WA Food, and that's our kind of our public way of um, sharing the story and the availability of produce in our region. And if they also go to www.midwestwa.com, wafood.com.au that will get you into contact with the alliance itself and my contact Mm. details are there from an EO's perspective. But I want to share a a quick story about the diversity of our food bowls. So I was at a a, um, a conference recently where Midwest WA Food was on offer Mm -hmm. um, for the evening kind of drinks and snacks and things like that. And I was just working my way around the room to introduce myself to people. And one of the gentlemen there said to me, where's my rock lobster? Where's my crayfish? And um, I said to him, well, look, it's not here tonight, but it's great that you know our region Mm. for that amazing bit of seafood um, with GFC Brolis and everyone who works in the seafood industry here. But what it did was actually give me an opportunity, almost like a segue to say, but tonight what you're seeing (laughs) is the diversity of our food bowl Yes, more than just crayfish. Correct. And I think that's um, one of the great things that's happening. There's a great energy and vibe behind food and beverage in our region at the moment. 
moment. And I think people are quite thirsty to understand its provenance, um, who's who's in the region um, and how they actually get access to that produce um, mm. along the supply chain. I certainly know from our organisation, we've had some seed funding from the Food and Agribusiness Growth Centre or FIAL, but we've had some really great support through the Midwest Development Commission, the uh, Chamber of Commerce, City of Greater Geraldton Council, Tourism mm. Gen- Geraldton Midwest, and people really just, I suppose, very keen to help the Midwest grow in its uh, branding. Mm. And the stronger we do that, it means that we can create and help support more sustainable food and beverage businesses because we have a great climate for growing up here. We have uh, great soils and uh, great water. So there's a lot of good things that happen in this region in regards regards to food and beverage. Mm. So Gilly, why are you so passionate about food produce in the Midwest? Uh, That's a good thing because because me personally, I'm a bit of a blow-in from the southwest, mm. and um, I, a friend of mine said recently, "What are you doing up there?" And mm. you know, what's so important about it? And I, I suppose, uh, I said to them, "You know what? I don't think the Midwest knows how good it is yet." <laughs> I actually yeah, think that the right. time yeah. has come. And if you look at other industries, say, uh, you know, like the hydrogen industry and mm. things like that, I think the time is coming for the Midwest. Um, mm. And it's not about being in competition with our other regional food bowl areas. But what it is about is showcasing what's available yeah. here. And I think by default, then that gives an opportunity for people to grow their businesses, grow their food offering, and for people to think about going, you know what, um, how can I eat more locally? How can I really support my local producers? And sometimes it may not be about um, being able to have all of your grocery Mm. basket full of local produce. We certainly have gaps in what we produce, but I see those gaps as opportunities. And I think that's an interesting thing for people who Mm. perhaps are growing something unofficially or at home and going, wow, how could I get that onto the retail shelf? Or maybe I'd like to make a step into the markets, or I'd like to do something more significantly. And I think hearing the stories of the producers who are available will also hopefully act as an inspiration for those locals who are around who are going, you know what, I'd like to do that a yeah. bit more officially. It all starts somewhere. And how could I do that? You yeah. know? And you have places like the platform markets. There are, mm. I think that I look at that, that that is a great title because it is a platform for people to launch from. Not only oh, yeah. it's the name yeah, of the yeah, market. Yeah, yeah, very true. But I think you'll hear in some <laughs> of the producer stories that it was their launching platform yeah, as well very true. For, for how they've got started. You know, we have terrific local um, uh, retailers like IGA who have been a retail mm. launch platform for people. Great supporter of local produce, but also often the first step for someone to take a being retail ready and mm. what that actually means as well. So I'm hoping that um, this podcast series can really help people understand the diversity of produce in our region, understand the stories of mm. how people got to where they are and be um, inspired but also educated by that. And really, I suppose, I think it's time. Yeah. yeah I really think it's time that, you know, both locally, state-based, nationally and globally – uh, people go, yeah, that Midwest area, they're really punching mm, above their yeah. weight there. There's fantastic things happening. Because whether you've only been in the Midwest for a couple of years or whether you've lived here your whole life, um, 
yeah, we probably just don't know the Midwest as much as we think we do and what is out there. So as you say, um, uh, this podcast, Taste of the Midwest, is a good opportunity to create uh, more awareness. And yeah, if you're listening and you'd like to be involved with it, let us know what's going on out there. Let us know about your story, what you're producing, what you're doing. I would absolutely love to hear from you. But Gilly, can you give us, I guess, more of a sneak peek of what perhaps we can expect in 2023? What kind of food producers we we very much could be talking to? Yeah, well, look, I'm just looking actually uh, recently we were down at an event called Meet the Buyer Mm -hmm. um, with uh, six of our producers down there. That's part of the Buy West Eat Best uh, program. Mm. And we have a number of members who are part of that, which is fantastic. And while I was down there, I did a flyer up and I just wanted to share with you perhaps, you know, on the back of my conversation, around someone going, you know, where's my rock lobster? What else is available? So these are the summer things. We have fantastic rum and distillery and craft beer up here. Uh, Obviously seafood. We've got some fantastic fresh vegetables and fruits that are grown in the region. Uh, A plethora of meat uh, in Mm. terms of beef, lamb and goat. We are a fantastic place for what I call the oils of the Midwest. Mm. And, you know, when you think about things like olive oil, there's obviously great health benefits to that as well. So we're very much a Mediterranean food climate here. Mm. And so some of our produce reflects that in terms of soils and rainfall and that. Uh, We're off the charts with honey producers and some really uh, great things happening in honey and honey products. Eggs, uh, gelato, lupin flour, granola. Uh, some interesting things happening around bread and bakery goods. We've got some fantastic producers in that space. Preserves, seaweed produce, pasta, ducker, juices, microgreens and edible flowers. Okay. (laughs) uh, It's a lot. It's a lot, isn't it? And and that's the thing I think, you know, you asked me about why I'm excited. I think because of the diversity Mm. that's available. I think that is exciting for people. Um, And also I think there's a role for the general public here and that's what I call our foodie scouts. Um, I met a lady recently and we just happened, I was posting something off at the post office and I was wrapping it up. It was some food samples that had to go off for an event. Anyway, and this lady said to me, gosh, where's all that food come from? And I said, proudly, well, that's all from the Midwest region. Anyway, funny story, we swapped numbers and since then she's become my first foodie scout. So wherever she goes and she sees something that uh, that is unique in Mm. our region, she sends me a text and a photo. So I think that's another little opportunity for people to get involved to be a foodie scout. And if you see something and go, do we know about that? Does mm. the Alliance know about that? Um, could that be so, um, something for the podcast series as well? For sure, yeah. yeah. If you find something and uh, you're not sure too many people know about it, reach out to the Midwest Food Alliance or reach out to ourselves here at Triple M. Uh, you can email geraldton at triplem.com.au because that's, as you say, the whole purpose of the podcast, create that awareness to discover what is out there because we certainly don't know everything, but come 2023, we're going to be learning a heck of a lot more. So yeah. I'm looking forward to the people out there getting involved and catching up with a number of food producers from around the Midwest. Uh, Gilly, as always, appreciate your time. I'm sure we'll catch up again in the new year, but what else do you want to leave the people with in regards to talking about Taste of the Midwest or even uh, the Midwest uh, Food Industry Alliance itself? I think one of the things, uh, if we look at, say, from the Food Industry Alliance, a couple of our key things, one is obviously to grow, promote and support the brand of Midwest WA food Mm. uh, and beverage in there as well. Secondly, to be a champion for our members um, and to support them in growing sustainable businesses and 
And thirdly, a really strong piece around connection. Mm. And I think that connection is not only business to business, but business to consumer and to our local food. So I think people can get involved along a couple of ways. Obviously, jump on to our Facebook page, Midwest WA Food, or to the website. Um, that's a great way because that's where we're sharing publicly what's mm. happening in this space. And I know it might, you know, at the moment we're, I think, at about 310 followers, but we're at zero a couple of months yeah. ago. So I kind of go, woohoo, <laughs> excellent. So that's a positive. And also, I suppose, as people are working their way around, when they're standing at the grocery store, kind of go, is there any local produce here that, you know, what's local? Mm. We are the cucumber capital production area of Australia. We produce amazing cucumbers. Um, look out for them, you know, in your mm. local area. When you're going to um, a cafe or a restaurant or something like that, what we're really starting to see is local businesses doing their very best to promote local produce. So if there's lamb on the menu, ask, mm. is this local lamb? Yeah. You know, if there's something there, just have a look out for it and if you can support it and that by default helps to grow it. Ask the question, ask is the it local? Question, is it yeah. local? Yeah. Fantastic. How can I get involved? How can I have a little bit in my basket that represents mm. uh, local produce? All right, great. Well, Gilly, really appreciate your time. Before we go, though, just um, let people know we're recording this on Thursday, 15th of December, so yes. in the lead up to Christmas. Um, is there one or two things you could suggest that would be great for Christmas lunch this year? Uh, well, that's Just really to put you on the spot. Just to put me onto the spot. <laughs> and I did have this. Hang on. Where is it? Oh, here we go. All right. So earlier this year, I did a little sample daily menu planner. Oh. So I happen to know that a number of the butchers around town are doing some beautiful hams. Mm. And so a lot of those hams have been curated locally. So support yeah. your local butcher in that. So if you're wanting that, obviously seafood. I mean, mm. what can I say about that? There's plenty of, plenty <laughs> yeah. of seafood around. But maybe add in a dash of... Um, our local yogurts for your breakfast. Ooh, we have a great yogurt, yeah. uh, goat uh, yogurt producer in the region. I won't mention their name yet because I want to say that okay. exciting, you know, news for the podcast series. Um, and yeah, just I suppose uh, look at fresh fruits and vegetables, um, seafood, and our uh, meats and things like that. I think mm. would be excellent to add into Christmas lunch as well. Should be too difficult, yeah, to have at least a couple of things locally it be on too the difficult, table. Even if you know we perhaps put the challenge out there for everyone, Todd, to go to ask and and as they're preparing their Christmas lunch mm. menu to go, what's one local item that mm. I could have on my menu Definitely. this year in 2022 for Christmas? And then we might up the ante for next year and, yeah. you know, push it up a few. I think so. All right. Get involved with it, the podcast. Reach out to the Midwest Food Industry Alliance, Facebook page, website, all of that. Or you can reach out to us here at the station. Email geraldton at triple m.com.au. Taste of the Midwest returning for 2023. As uh, mentioned by Gilly and myself, we'll be catching up with a number of food producers from right across the Midwest and it's going to be quite a selection. It's going to be quite eclectic. Um, I don't even know what we're going to find in 2023. Gilly certainly has a better idea than I, but I'm looking forward to it. And uh, Gilly, looking forward to catching up with you in the new year. Great. Thanks, Todd. You too. And I'm excited to be part of it. And thanks to you guys for um, the opportunity. 